Hello, folks. Welcome to Courtside Wellness. I'm your host, Brandon St. Croix, former athlete and current social worker. On this episode, we will be talking about elite athletes at the Olympic level who have opened up and talked about their struggles and battles with mental health. Mental health is not often talked about, but currently with the Olympics ongoing, I felt it was fitting to talk about athletes who have spoken out about mental health, about gaps in the system, and about changes that are necessary. We will also talk about tips of how to enhance your mental health and how to focus on what is needed in the moment. Some of the topics we may be talking about may be triggering. So be mindful of this. Thank you. Enjoy. And folks, we're back. So on this episode, we're going to talk about Olympic athletes who spoke about their mental health and been open about it. This shows that mental health can affect all of us. And it's interesting because oftentimes we think about athletes. We think about how you know fast they can run, how high they can jump, how impressive their game is. You know, We talk about the performance. We talk about the hard work that they put in, which is all valid, which is all important. But how often do we talk about their mental health? Or what is the reaction when individuals do talk about their mental health? It can be a scary thing to talk about their mental health, no matter who we are. I wish that will change, and I hope it does in the future. I thought about this topic. Currently, the Olympics is ongoing. And when you think back to previous Olympics or previous Olympic athletes, some spoke out during their careers. Some spoke out after their careers. And, you know, a lot of them talked about, you know, the times they were in. It was harder to speak out. There was worry about the stigma. There was worry about the pressures. There was worries about what is this going to mean for my career. In my mind, July 28th, 2021 was a huge moment for mental health in the sport community. Simone Biles, one of the top gymnasts of all time, at the peak of her career, stepped away from events because she knew She's not in the right mental spot at this time to proceed. This took over the world in a lot of ways. A lot of people were shocked. Sadly, sometimes there was backlash. There was some praise. Some people stood by her and some did not. She recognized herself that she needed to put her mental health first. And this is something where she stated afterwards. If you don't, you're not going to enjoy your sport and you're not going to succeed as much as you want to. Numerous athletes I've spoke to over the years have talked about the mental side is so important, but yet we don't focus on it. We don't talk about it. Rather, we push through it, we just battle through it, we put our heads down and we grind. Yet we forget all the other events that Simone Biles has endured. And yet we think about the performance that she does, which is impressive. I'm not going to deny that for a second. But again, she's had to fight her way to prove to the doping agencies that it's okay for her to have her medications for ADHD, which has been diagnosed from a young age. Being sexually assaulted as a young individual during the scandal of uh, Larry Nazar. These all have mental impacts on individuals, and that's what we tend to forget. 
there are athletes, but there are individuals and people first. Michael Phelps, renowned USA Olympic gold medalist for swimming, diagnosed with ADHD and depression. He talks about his stories more open now than he did in the midst of his career. I believe this is a big part because of the timing. As the years have gone on, we've become more open about talking about mental health. Nowadays, he talks about that it started happening after the 2004 Olympics, when he started feeling the post-Olympics depression. It continued again in 2008, after having one of the most successful Olympics of any athlete. But he talks about feeling that deep sense of depression afterwards. And this continued on, contemplating suicide in 2012, and struggling with addiction as well. He talks about recently, in, tw- in 2021, that finally when he was able to reach out for help, and he believes that this was the factor that saved his life. He talks about if he hadn't been able to reach out for help, he doesn't know where he'd be today. And I think that's very powerful and strong for athletes to talk about and admit. Because oftentimes there's a stigma. Okay, if I reach out for help, am I going to be kept on the team? Is, am I going to be looked over? What is going to happen to me? I hope that more athletes feel comfortable reaching out and talking about it. Furthermore, talking about the post-Olympic blues and depression, Claire Hughes, one of Canada's highest-ranked Olympic athletes of all time. She talks about after the Atlanta Olympics in 1996, about two months after winning two bronze medals in cycling, feeling the intense feelings of depression. She further talks about it in terms of how the depression impacted numerous areas of her life, both as an athlete, but also as an individual. Not being able to get out of bed, not being able to find a sense of purpose. And I think that goes back to identity and how we label athletes and how athletes get immersed in this culture of, okay, I'm an athlete, this is who I am, this is what I do. Clara Hughes has also been an advocate for mental health speaking about her experience, speaking about her journey in recovery. And oftentimes when I talk about the word recovery, I don't necessarily mean it just from an addiction standpoint. I talk about recovery as mental health and addictions in terms of it's a journey that we take to better our own well-being and our own sense of wellness. In 2014, Claire Hughes took the ride. And this role was all across Canada to promote and bring awareness to mental health. I remember her coming through Newfoundland and Labrador and how liberating it was and how important it was for her to bring awareness and start the conversation more and more. And not just going through the major cities in Canada, but also going to north. I remember her being strapped onto a board and her bike was attached onto this and being pulled by a skidoo in Nain, Newfoundland, Labrador. And then she took her journey through the territories and back down through the provinces. And just seeing the conversation, the light, and the openness and the acceptance was so powerful. I think this is a message that should be carried on further and further 
And as the years has gone on, she's done more work with Bell Let's Talk, talking about her own experience in her book. It's great to see. Mental health, like I said, affects all of us. Not just males, not just females, not just Canadians or Americans. In recent year, we've talked about Japanese tennis star Naomi Okasaki, who talks about her long bouts of depression since winning, since winning the U.S. Open in 2018. In 2021, she withdrew from the French Open, talking about experiences of her own mental health, where she felt she needed to take a step back because of the increased pressures of the game. Sadly, she was still fined $15,000 because she wasn't willing to speak to the media. I'm sorry, but think about it. You're going through some of the hardest bouts of your life, and you're being told you have to speak to the media. At this time, you feel alone, you feel dark, you're not sure what's going on. Mental health, anxiety, depression, trauma, OCD, no matter what it might be, can have such a grip on an individual that talking to the media about a sport, about our performance, about anything, is probably the last thing we want to do. It sickens me as a mental health social worker to think this is how organizations, systems run. I understand there's a role for the media, but there has to be compassion for mental well-being and mental wellness. If we don't take those factors into consideration, who are we? What do we really stand for? And are we here for the right reasons? This is where... I believe social change needs to happen, where the justice part of society needs to shift, to have more compassion, to have more understanding. And if we don't have that compassion or understanding, to educate ourselves. There's lots of resources out there, and I hope this becomes one resource where people can learn to educate and to help others. Sometimes we don't know until we've experienced it ourselves. Kevin Love, USA Olympic basketball player and NBA player, has talked about his own story about learning more about depression as he's gone through the experience himself. The NBA has had numerous players speak out about their own mental health experience. Kevin Love, Royce Voigt, DeMar DeRozan, and the list continues. As the these athletes spoke about their mental health concerns. They talked about how the pressures oftentimes would, would increase and not being able to see outside. This bubble, this cloud made it difficult. When Kevin Love spoke about his struggle with mental health and depression, one statement he said that really struck myself was, no one is immune to depression. No one is immune to anxiety. And I think that's really important to think about and focus on. We do numerous things to enhance our mental health, to prevent physical health concerns. But again, it can happen to any of us. Mental health does not discriminate based on race, sex, gender, 
sport, athletic ability. It can affect any of us or all of us. Brett Hayden, Canadian swimmer, talked about his own experience with mental health. He talked about between injuries in the pool, the environment outside the pool in terms of how toxic that can be, how that increased and spiraled his depression. He talked about other than his closest circle, which would have been his wife at the time, which was his fiance, and also his coach. They were the only people who knew that the team psychologist was on call. And often he was seeing the sports psychologist twice a week. It's sad when athletes have to talk about that they need to reach out in secret or in privacy. I understand confidentiality, but there's a difference in confidentiality and reaching out in privacy due to fear about their career or about public vision or about how the world is going to see this individual. This is where I feel real change has to happen as well. If an athlete goes and breaks their arm, there's never a doubt or a worry or concern about them seeing the team doctor. If an athlete has a concussion, there's never a concern about an athlete getting an assessment completed. If an athlete has a lower body injury, there's never a concern or question about medication that they're being put on. It's seen as normal. It's seen as the route that an athlete will go through. But yet, for an athlete to reach out to their counselor, psychologist, social worker, whatever role that individual plays, there's the fear of, should I speak about this? Can I speak about this? How is this going to impact my career? How is my teammates going to respond about this? Oftentimes, we hear an athlete is on a leave due to personal reasons. Again, I understand the person's right to privacy, a person's right to confidentiality. I always hope that when a person has that privacy, it's for their own reasons and not because of societal views or because of our cultural views at this time. I was happy to see the Olympics talk about mental health on their main website this year. Russian figure skater Dmitry. Kozlovsky discusses mental health and how athletes often struggle with this mental or psychological block and a struggle to work through it. He talks about how athletes should be able to, to take the responsibility to seek mental health services and recovery when need be, and how high the rate of burnout can be in the sport community. It was impressive to see the Olympic Committee have a big article around mental health and athletes who are talking about their mental health. My biggest question when I see these posts and these articles on main websites such as sports organizations and committees, is there action behind this? Is this just the interviews? Or what is larger committees and organizations doing to promote individuals' mental health? This is where, again, true change has to play in and happen. Providing athletes a voice is definitely one big step. And making sure athletes are at the table when change is happening is another. 
we shift the conversation to some more recent news that has happened as well. We're going to talk about Brittany George. This is, is an individual that I came across in the past week when researching more around mental health in, in the Olympics. She was a 24-year-old skier from Australia. She was missing since January 21, 2022, and found on the 27th of January. She passed away after suicide. She was a member of the Olympic Winter Institute of Australia from 2017 to 2020 until she had a back injury that ended her Olympic dreams. We spoke to sprinter Jesse Walsh last week about how injuries can have a mental impact on athletes. From the research I found, there was very little to talk about what was done after her injury. But what was found was how often she spoke about her mental health and experiences with depression before and after her injury. She talked about wondering, okay, what is my life about? Who am I? My whole life has been sports. My whole life has been skiing. I was known as the athlete. From the age of two to the age of 20 to 21, she talks about, this is all I was. This is all I was known as. This was everything I was. So we talk about the shift, the identity loss, the struggle of what this means. As I thought back to Brittany's story, numerous thoughts came to mind. I thought how sad it was the fact that we have a society that focuses on run faster, jump higher, but we don't talk about what do we need to do to keep a person safe? What do we need to do to look at the long term of a individual, not just an athlete? We often look at, okay, we're going to develop an athlete at various points of the year. But what do we do once that athletic career is over? What do we do when the athletic career shifts in a blink? Could this have been someone we're watching today on TV if it hadn't been for an injury? Quite possibly. Sadly, we're here talking about how there's gaps in the system. We're talking about how there's changes needed. We're talking about an individual who was more than just an athlete, was a daughter, was a friend, had other passions, but yet, oftentimes, an athletic career overshadows those passions. And that also brings me to another topic I want to focus on. These individual sessions are for education. I want to talk about tips and ideas for athletes, for coaches, and for the general public of how we can think about mental health, what we can do to protect our own mental health, and what can shift in the sport community to improve an individual's mental health. As I talk, talked about before, the sense of identity in an athlete can immerse our whole lives. So that's why it's important for us to think about our lives as more than just one aspect. That's why it's important for us to think about what are other passions we have. To build in self-care. 
And oftentimes, self-care should be one of those other passions. Should be sports. Outside of our main sport. Should be music. Art. Writing. Should be able to think about, hey, who am I outside of the track and field world? The skating world? The skiing world? What are the other roles that I play as an individual? When we think about these ideas, we think about other dynamics of who we are, and it helps athletes in the transition points between their athletic career and retirement, no matter if it was planned or unplanned retirement. It helps shine a light on other aspects to show that we have more strengths and positives than just our sport. Another idea that came to me is one thing I often talk about to individuals around mental check-ins. Oftentimes, an athlete's life is so consumed by sport between trainings, meetings, the, the meet itself, the game, phone calls, nutrition, meeting with uh, coaching staff, meeting with other individuals that we've come consumed by the sport. But how often do we take a step back to ask, how are we? What are we feeling? What is our body telling us? I do believe, and this is based on no research but my own assessment. This is what Simone Biles did when she took that step away on July 28th, 2021, to focus on her mental health. This is the moment where Michael Phelps realized, I need to reach out for help. This is the moment where Claire Hughes said, I need to share my story. This is the moment where we need to implement this into our everyday lives. And oftentimes individuals say, I don't have time. My schedule is too busy, which is fair. But how can we make time? How do we prioritize our mental health? Very much like Simone Biles talked about putting our mental health first. That's one thing I want us to think about, you know, as we watch the Olympics. Is there moments where, as an individual, we can implement this into our lives? Or is there a moment where we can think about the pressures, no matter if we're an athlete or a fan of the game? Thinking as our athletes as more than just athletes is important. Thinking about them as more than just their performance or just their meddling is important. It's very easy for us to talk about athletes as, did they make the podium? Did they have a new personal best? Did they win that last game? Did they score in the last match? But again, we need to realize they're people first as well. Which goes back to the three keys to courtside wellness. Providing the education to shatter the stigma and bring awareness of mental health and sport community while providing athletes with a voice. And finally, to bring social change. And the only way the change happens is by pushing it forward together. I want to thank everyone today for checking in on our episode. This was the first education session. 
we're going to have another special guest on next week. So keep an eye out for that as well. If you enjoy the topics you hear on our podcast, give us a rate, give us a following. Appreciate any and all feedback. You can follow our social media at Wellness Athletic Services, which is on Facebook or on Instagram. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, feel free to reach out either by email at wellnessathleticservices at gmail.com or send us a message on our social media as well. Most of all, I want us all to think about what we need to do to keep ourselves well. And well is a holistic term. It's the physical, mental, social, spiritual. And how can we pull all that together? So I'll leave you today. Thank you and stay well. Thank you.